about you tonight. Amen. Let's give Brother Jacob Phillips a welcome to this pulpit tonight. Love this good man, his ministry, the stand he makes for God, the race he's willing to run. I promise you, he's running it. And we love him tonight. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome. God bless him. Well, clap your hands unto the Lord and give God a shout of praise. You know he's a worthy God. You ought to praise him for it right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, blessed be the name of an almighty God. Amen, amen. Surely it is the truth when the writer said God is great. And he is greatly to be praised. Well, if you have your Bibles tonight, the book of Psalms, chapter 30, while you're turning there, I say what an honor it is to be here tonight. I love Bendale. I love the, uh, the Moore family. They are my friends. This church is a friend to me. And I appreciate each and every one of you. And I am, I'm just glad to be in the kingdom with good people. And uh, I believe that God is taking us forward. And this new year, I, I'm going to challenge you tonight uh, in the way that I feel like God has challenged me. I know this is not watch night service. I might preach long enough that you think it is, but I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, but, however, uh, I, God has been dealing with me on this. And so I want to just challenge you in the way that God has challenged me. Again, Brother Moore, I love you, and I appreciate you, and I give you honor tonight. Psalms chapter 30 and verse 1, David writes, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his. That's your job. That's my job. Look at somebody and tell them, that's us. Hallelujah. Give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Verse 5 is a very familiar text, and we usually cut the first part of it off because we don't like that part. But it says, for his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. I want to challenge you again tonight with the word of the Lord, and I want to just title this, My Approach to the New Year. My Approach to the New Year. All right, let's lift our hands and let's pray together. God, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate everything that you've done. We're so thankful, God. Lord, I'm, I'm thankful to be in your house. I'm thankful to worship you in spirit and in truth. I'm asking you, Lord, have your way in this house. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost flow from the front to the back and side to side. I'm asking you, God, right now, let your power be made manifest in this house. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everyone said amen. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord one more time? And give him praise. Come on, don't just clap your hands, but give him a hand clap of praise. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Psalms chapter 30 is a 
again, it's a text that has a few scriptures that are familiar to all of us. As we began to read down through here, we have to understand the setting of this psalm. David writes this as he is dedicating the house of David, which is, uh, quite frankly, a temporary structure for the Ark of the Covenant until his son Solomon could build the temple that God had anointed him to build. And so David, if you will, is laying the foundation for something that will be set for years to come. And as he is doing this, he approaches the Lord uh, in a particular way that David does redundantly throughout Scripture. He, again, he's writing, he's singing, and this is being performed as uh, the temple of David, this uh, temporary place is being built. And David begins to talk about the keeping hand of God. David, as he is getting ready to set everything in order for the house of God to be right, the priests are there, the singers are there, the worshipers are there. He begins this psalm by talking of how God has kept him when his enemies and his foes have come against him. He says, my foes did not rejoice against me. I'm just here to tell you that in 2023, I've had some enemies that have came out after me. Hopefully they have not been human, but I do know that the devil doesn't like me because he doesn't like you. He doesn't like anybody that's got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of them. But David, living without the Holy Ghost, begins to sing of the goodness of God and say, God, my enemy wanted to take me out, but you didn't let him. I've come to preach to you tonight that some of you aren't supposed to be here on the last Wednesday night of 2023, but God kept you. But uh, I know y'all ready to go eat already, but I'm just going to preach to you. We already here. We might as well act like we at church. I'm telling you, if you can look back over this year and see everything that should have came your way and should have taken you out, you would understand why you got a reason to rejoice and shout on a Wednesday night because God kept you when the enemy wanted to kill you. God kept you when he said, I want to kill him in a car wreck, when I want to take their mind, when I want to take their finance and their family, God kept Oh, if you're wondering why I'm shouting tonight, if you think I'm crazy, that's okay. I just look back over my shoulder and I remember everything that the Lord has done. And I know if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I wouldn't be here because but God kept me. He made a way out of nowhere. Hallelujah. David kind of strings a couple verses together. And he says, God, you kept me when my enemies came. He said, I cried and you healed me. Sickness was supposed to take me out, but I cried and you healed me. He went on to say, and you kept me from going down into the pit. He is literally talking about the grave. He said, everything that's came my way this year, it tried to put me in the pit. It tried to take me out, but I know that I have a God that is fighting for me. And who can fight against this God and win? 
So if you want to know, I'm, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here and we'll just preach through it the rest of the way. I don't know how, how far we'll get through this. But if you want to know what my approach is for this next year, brother Moore, I made up my mind. God challenged me to come against everything that I come against with a shout in 2024. So I've just come to preach to Pendale and tell you that when you're going into this new year, you need to take this scripture into the idea of mindset that you have and understand that everything I go through, it may not be good. But David said, my enemies tried to kill me. He said, but Oh, ye saints of his, uh, be thankful. Uh, oh, ye saints of his, uh, give him praise. Uh, oh, ye saints of his, uh, magnify him. Uh, Come on, if you're a saint of the most high God, there ought to be something inside of you uh, that rises up uh, that says it doesn't matter what comes my way. Uh, as I walk into this new year, uh, I'm going to approach it uh, with a shout. Uh, I'm not going to wait till the battle is over. Uh, I'm not going to wait uh, until I get a miracle, but I'm going to shout uh, before the battle even gets there. Hallelujah. I was praying the other day when God put this in my spirit. And I was just telling the Lord, God, I'm just glad to be saved. See, I knew I was going to get that response from some of you. Because you need a check in the mail before you get excited. You need the doctor to call and say there ain't no cancer before you get excited. You need somebody to tell you, the lawyer say, hey, your wife don't want to go through the divorce anymore. And listen, I don't need, listen, I'm thankful for everything that God does, but I don't need all that to get excited. I'm just glad to be saved. I'm just glad God kept me alive. I'm just Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Lord, let me challenge your good people tonight as they come to church uh, on a Wednesday night uh, and you're tired from work uh, and all hell's been going through. Uh, you've been going through all hell. Let you, God, let your people come to church uh, with a mind, at least I'm saved. Uh, at least I got the Holy Ghost. Uh, at least I've been baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, everything ain't perfect, uh, but I'm going to approach it with a shout because you filled me with the the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I don't, again, I'm thankful for every miracle that God works. But my approach to this next year is I don't need a miracle to praise him. I'm thankful for everything he does, for every door that he opens, for every way that he makes. But the old timers, you say it like this. If he never does another thing for me, Brother Moore, he's already done enough. I, I, I know this ain't, might not be for everybody, but I'm trying to shake somebody to a realization uh, that God could have left you, but he didn't. Uh, God, God could have forgot about you, but he didn't. He kept you when you were unkeepable. And that's why I shout on a Wednesday night, because God has been my keeper. I'm saved. I understand the context. I get it. I understand what the good elders have said when they went on before me. And at the very last moment, they can say, I just hope after all these years of living for God that I can at least make it in. Listen to me. 
I understand what they're saying. But I don't want to get to my deathbed and start questioning God. I've lived for you and I've worked. I'm coming to church every time I get, come to church. Every time I get an opportunity, I'm coming with a praise on my lips because I know I'm not supposed to be here today. And with that in mind, now I'm going to preach. That's all the announcements. With that in mind, David turns to some of us, as some of us could quote time and time again, but I do want to yet again remind you that we typically approach the scripture, verse 5, without the pretext of his anger endureth for a moment, but in his favor is life. We, we skip straight to, and we'll preach about that here in a minute, but we skip straight to, though weeping may endure for a night, joy cometh in the morning. But you can't get to that if you don't live through his anger endureth but for a moment. I'm trying to help somebody right now and say, well, how are you helping me? Just hold on a minute. We'll get there. So David, understand what's happening. David is, is setting up the, the, the temporary temple. And because David has been a failure, there'd be a lot of people that show up and say, David, how could you do this when you did that? There'd be people that show up in the house of God and say, how can you, oh, how can you shout like that when you used to live like that? And David responds and says, his anger it's just a moment. But his favor is life. What David was letting you know is you don't get around the repercussion for sin. Sin will always take you to hell. You will always be, God will always have to punish sin. But if you can just ride out the little storm of the anger of God, Brother Ford, his anger is just a moment. And if you can live through the moment, you will experience a life that live, where you live and walk and breathe in the favor and the blessing of God. I'm preaching to a spirit that jumped on somebody tonight and told you you don't need to run because the way you used to run women, you don't need to jump because the way you used to jump in the bar room, you don't need to shout because the way you used to shout at the ball field. But I come to tell somebody tonight that David gave us the answer. Yes, I used to do those things, but the anger of God only lasts for a moment, but his favor is forever. I'm telling you, I came to church to shout tonight because God's not fair. Because if God was fair, I wouldn't be here. I came to church to worship tonight because he didn't give me what I deserved. If he gave me what I deserved, his anger would have lasted forever. But God, thank God he's not fair. Thank God that he's just. And because he's just, he looked beyond my faults and he saw my needs. Because he's just, he looked beyond my failures and he saw a praise in my spirit. It hadn't even been born yet, but he was looking into the future and knew there was going to be a day I was going to walk in the favor of God. Then, somebody shout then. Then, David said, though weeping may endure for a night. You have to understand 
The Hebrew text makes it a little bit more plain than the English does. David begins to speak of weeping, but it's not the kind of weeping that we would think of. This weeping is not a weeping because somebody unfriended us on Instagram or Facebook. I know we live in a self generation, so let me just preach to you. This, this, this is not a weeping of they hurt my feelings at church, and so I don't know if I want to go back to that church. Oh, Jesus, I'm trying so hard not to meddle right now. Brother Moore didn't call me and I was sick, and so I'm not going back there. And I'm, I'm hurt, I'm offended, so I'm going to cry. My, that's not the kind of weeping David's talking about. David speaks of weeping in the Hebrew text that literally says wailing. This is a, a, a cry of travail. This is a moment. And this is, as a matter of fact, if you look at the pictograph of the ancient Hebrew of what David is saying, he's talking about the picture here. Get the picture, not, not just the words. Get the picture of what the words actually say. He's saying the wailing may endure for a night. He is actually referring this to a woman in travail as she is getting ready to birth a child. The wailing may endure for a night. I mean, you just preach it like we're living in 2023. Though the pain may endure for a night. Though the hurt and, and the dysfunction and the depression and all of these things that come along with the pain may endure for a night. David uses a very special word here. It is not just the word joy. Matter of fact, some theologians would even say that when they transcribed it, they actually missed it a little bit. It works when you say, though weeping may endure for a night, joy cometh in the morning. But the word here for joy is the Hebrew word rena, and it means a shrill sound, a shout, or a dance. David said, you might have been crying all night long. He said, but when joy gets here, it's coming with a shout. It's I thought I was in Bendale, but I'm just going to back up and preach for a minute. I, 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 I want to challenge somebody to understand what David was saying. He was saying, you had to hurt all night, and I'm sorry you hurt it all night. I'm sorry you had to go through the pain. Oh, songwriter said, trouble in my way. I had to cry sometimes. Late awake at night, but that's all right. Because Jesus, Jesus... Jesus is going to fix it after a while. I come to preach to somebody that's staring death in the face. You need to bring a new approach to the new year. I cried all year last year, but I'm coming into this year with a shout. With Let me preach to somebody right now. You don't need to let the problem of 23 uh, keep you from the promise uh, of 24. Uh, you don't need to let the sorrow uh, of 23 uh, keep you from the shout uh, of 24. Uh, God's got big things. Right. Hallelujah. It translates. From the Hebrew and the English all the same. Brother Ford, Pastor, you know what he says? 
You got to catch it. You got to understand the punctuation. You got to understand the, the, the proper way, the verbiage of how it's said. Weeping may, which means that weeping is a possibility. Stay with me. Weeping may. Depression may. Pain may. Pastor Maury said, Joy cometh. I feel my help right now. Weeping may. That's a possibility. But joy cometh. That's an absolutely. I would to God that you'd stop spending so much time crying over stuff that might not happen. And you'd spend, oh, you'd spend that time shouting over what you know is going to happen. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work out. But one thing I do know, God's going to win. God's going to come out on top. God, he's still a miracle working God. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. that jacket on now I'm really about to preach I want you to understand I, I, I want to challenge you right now to think back over 23 and think about how many miracles you missed crying over stuff that might or might not happen <laughs> come here put a little sickness jump on your cell phone and all it was was a bruise well, your toddler kicked you in the ribs while they were sleeping at night. God, thank you for delivering me from them days. Just a little bruise. But by the time you get through Googling it, you got brain cancer. Now, don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It was just a little cough. But now you got some uncurable disease that it's only it's a one in a million chance you even caught it. Come to church, Brother Moore, I need prayer. Doctor said, you ain't been to the doctor one time. Doctor said, I got six weeks to live. I know I'm exaggerating this a little bit, but the truth of the matter is, is you live in that world, and if you're not careful, you'll look at it and say, well, that's pretty funny, but you look yourself in the mirror every day, and you'll let problems come your way, and you'll make them so big. Pastor Moore gets up here, turn red in the face, spit, scream, holler, shout, tell you what you need to do, and you sit there like a bump on a log because you got because you got cancer, because that's what WebMD said. I'm telling you, stop crying over the maybe and start shouting over the absolutely. Though weeping may, joy cometh. I've got an absolute that if I hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand, I'm going to be all right.
And the flip side of that is people will get excited over a maybe. Oh, Jesus, I really feel a meddling spirit on me now. Got one picture of that eight point. And Miss Church on Sunday morning, because he was there last Sunday morning. Oh, Jesus. Help God. Get it. Get excited. Listen, I know it's dog season, but some of you men run faster going down a windrow after a spike buck than you do over a God that set you free. Help me, Jesus. Brother Morris, is all right? Am I okay? God, help us that we don't get excited over stuff that's a maybe and come to church and sit there like a bump on a log over and absolutely... I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know who's got my tomorrow. I, I might die tonight. I'll die home not, but I might get in a car accident. I'm not going to live in fear over what might happen when I can come to church and give God my best praise over and absolutely. Paul said it like this, to die is to live is Christ uh, and to die is gain. Uh, he said, if I go out, uh, I'm going to a better place. Uh, I'm not going to worry over a maybe. We might get shipwrecked. Paul's sitting over there. He's a prisoner. Tied up. I don't know if he was tied up. There wasn't really nowhere he could run. But he's a prisoner on a ship. And he's given a word. You're going to go to Rome. And then a big storm hits the boat. God, I love this Bible stuff. Storm hits the boat. Everybody over there having a hissy fit. We're going to drown. We're going to wreck. Maybe. Maybe. There's no way we've ever made it. We've never, we've never seen a storm like this. Let me just tell you something. Just because you've never seen a storm like this doesn't mean God ain't never seen a storm like this. Ooh, help me, Jesus. Get all worked. I know I, I've done said it, but I'm going to say it again. You're going you gonna to be saying it tonight when you eat your milk and cookies at 1 o'clock in the morning. It's going to be rolling over and over in your mind. You get all worked up into a hissy fit over nothing. We were... We ain't never seen a financial crisis like this. You know what the economy looks like? You know what God told Jeremiah? In the worst economy in the world, I don't know why I'm saying this. I'm just following the Holy Ghost. In the worst economy in the world, Jeremiah is in prison. And he has a knuckle-headed nephew that shows up and says, I want to sell you a piece of ground. And he already knows. Listen, the enemy's outside the gate. They're fixing to be in captivity. God has turned them over because of their, 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 their idol worship and their false God following. And God says to Jeremiah, in the worst economy you can possibly think of, by the field, it's in the will of God. You don't know how bad the economy is. Tell Jeremiah that. Because he's sitting in jail. And it's an idol worshiper that's selling him the ground. And 
let, let's take this into account. With the idea of the year of Jubilee that's coming up, and if I remember correctly, it's about nine years from this place, he's going to lose the piece of ground that he just bought. And God said, buy the field. That don't make any sense. What are you doing, God? You just trust me. We've never seen the economy look like this. But Paul said, baby, I'm going to Rome. And if I've got a paddle on one piece of board, I'm going to Rome. You want to know why? God told me I was going to Rome. So if the economy crashes, I'm going to Rome. If I get sick in my body, the snake can bite me. I'll shake it off in the fire because God gave me a word. I'm not going to sit around and cry over a snake bite because I got a word from God. Uh, you might die from that bite. I might, uh, but I've got an absolutely uh, that says I will go to. You understand what I'm preaching to you tonight? Uh, you've got to approach this new year with the idea i got to stand on the absolutely of God. He said he'd never leave me. He said he'd never forsake me. He said Everything that the devil meant for my evil, he'd turn it around and he'd work it out for my good. What do you mean we might die? We ain't going to die. I'm going to Rome. Jonathan, musicians, just come up here and give us some hope. This means absolutely nothing other than they're walking up here. Jonathan and his armor bearer are saying, oh, is it all right? You got time? It's only 8.05. I don't know if y'all can't see that on that screen. It's 8.05. They put that back there for the preacher, didn't they, Brother Moore? I see what you're doing back there. Satan, the blood is against you. <laughs> hey. I bet there won't be a clock up there next time I come back. Hey, it's gone. Look at that. You preach about it long enough, it'll get out. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying now. Oh, yeah, Jonathan and his armor bearer. They're on their way to fight the Philistines. They're outnumbered, some would say, over 20 to 1 because they, they, there are a league that flees and a league that dies here that day. 20 to 1. They're outnumbered, and the armor bearer and Jonathan are having a conversation, and Jonathan says, if they ask us to come up, we're going to go up, because it's not like God to deliver by many or by few. Now, Jonathan, we might die going up there. Yep. He said, but one thing I do know, God's going to win this fight. Whether he wins it with two, 200, 2,000, or 2 million, God's going to win this fight. Listen, I, I know this is simple, but I just want you to understand what I'm saying. God's going to win this fight. Whether you win it with him or you walk out those doors and say, I'm too worried about what's going on. Don't get caught up on a maybe when you can stand on it absolutely. <laughs> Weeping may, but joy cometh. I don't know what you've been through this year. I don't know what hell you've had to face. But I'm challenging you right now to step out in the aisle. Make your way to an altar. Lift your hands and give God praise over what you know. I know that God's still on the throne. I know that he's still a healer. I know 
that he's still a miracle worker. I know that he's still a mind regulator. I know that he can still save my family. I know. Come on. Are you going to sit there and gripe over what you don't know? Or is there something in you tonight that says weeping may, but joy cometh in the morning? Come on, singers, sing. Somebody lift your voice and give God a shout of praise because you know that your name's been written in the book of life because you know he didn't leave you where he found you. was lost, I was bound by a life of sin and shame until Jesus brought me out. Oh, I'll never be the same. I will be grateful Cause you have been faithful I will always choose to give you praise And if you never do anything else You've already, you've already done enough You've already, you've already done, done enough yeah. If you never do anything else You've already done enough You've already done enough, you've already done enough. Oh, uh-huh. 
tonight all over the house come on let's love him let's love him let's love him let's love him how great is your God how great is your God oh let's give out unto the Lord in this place tonight you to me you need and I need to make that an absolute for 24. We're not going to stagger. We're not going to bust. No, we're going to make it an absolute. I'm going to praise him in all that things. I'm going to magnify him, exalt him. He's got me through 23. He's going to get me through 24. At 25 and 26 and never how many more is laid out there. Thank you, Brother Phillips, for preaching the word in this house tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not going to let the maybes, amen, dictate 24 for me. I'm going to hold on to the absolutes. Could it be, amen, that I don't have to weep until the morning time. But about 2 o'clock in the morning, he shows up. About midnight, he shows up. And the joy shows up. Amen. It don't have to, stay, it don't have to be all night. Praise God. What a word we have heard in this house tonight. Man, I'm telling you what. I appreciate Brother Phillips and the word and the ministry that he has to bring into this apostolic church and movement. We thank God for young men like this that's preaching this gospel, going all across this nation, around the world, to preach this truth. Amen. We need to put it in our hearts, our minds, and spirit. We've got to have our minds made up. Amen. I'm thankful tonight. I'm not crossed up with God tonight. I'm thankful I'm not crossed up with Him tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm thankful I'm still in the church. Hallelujah. Still a part of this body of believers. My, 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 he has preached to us in this house tonight. Appreciate you. Appreciate all of our guests. God bless you for coming, being a part of this service tonight. We appreciate that so much. It's good to have. Amen. I believe we've got some special guests in the house. Amen. Amen, Brother Justin. He hadn't introduced them to us, but uh, it's good to have these sisters. God bless you. It's good to have you with us tonight. Amen. God bless them. Appreciate them so much coming, being here. It's also good to have Mr. Rick back there. Appreciate him. All the rest of you, God bless you. It's good to see everybody on this Wednesday night to be in the house of God, to love and worship the Lord, to give thanks to him. Let's don't forget Sunday night, going to do the programs, and then after that, have a little fellowship. Then we're going to come back in and do communion and have foot washing and uh, praying out the old year and new year in. And so just ever how it all unfolds, okay? So we're looking to an exciting time, a beautiful time this coming Sunday night. Amen. Be here Sunday morning. I didn't, I didn't exempt Sunday morning now. So don't get the wrong idea. We're still having Sunday morning service and then coming back Sunday night, okay? All right. Love you. Appreciate you. Any announcements? 
any gripes, any complaints. Thank you. God bless you. Love and appreciate you. You're dismissed to fear the Lord. God bless you.